today we've been to see the Suicide Squad. We have, we have. We've had a day off together. <laughs> it's a miracle. You can't tell we've had time off by the fact we've had three <laughs> podcasts out this week. But uh, yeah. So we didn't. We we've actually been to see it. So we haven't done the thing where we sort of talk about what we think the film's going to be like. So we're going to have to rewind back in time. Yeah. Go back and have a little bit of a discussion. I think before we get into spoilers about our experience with the group known as Suicide Squad slash The Suicide Squad. Yes. Do you remember going to see Suicide Squad? I remember going to see it. I don't remember much about it. Mm, I think we went together. We did go together. Did I come out of it saying that it was brilliant or something like that and you said it was the worst film you'd ever seen? That's what my memory tells me. No, I just remember coming out thinking, meh. Mm. Um... Yeah, there was just it was just very generic. It was and it felt like it had been through the mill in terms of editing. So it was it was a it was a video. It was a music video. That's yes. what I really remember about it, thinking that they it's needle drop, needle drop, needle drop, and lots of different characters coming together but with a song attached to them. Yeah, I think that's about... It was very post-Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. ironically enough, given that this is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Um, and I think they saw that. The trailers all had music over them. It all seemed to be very stylized. And that carried on in the film, didn't it? Yeah. Well, the trailer, I think, caught everyone's attention because it was very musical and it was very stylized. Mm. But then to extend that into a full film... Didn't really have a heft attached to it. Yeah, I think there were things that I, obviously one that stands out was Margot Robbie mm. as Harley Quinn, but everyone else just sort of blended in. Will Smith wasn't very yeah he wasn't. suicide squad. No, he wasn't. He wasn't very suicide squad. He was very he? Will Smith. Yeah, and, but yeah, it didn't didn't seem to work for me. Um, and I've I've seen a lot of people criticize it since, but I just can't remember a single thing about it, which is probably more mm. damning than actually hitting it. Yeah, and I felt that Joel Kinnaman, who plays Rick Flagg, who I really want to call Rick Flair, but let's call him Rick Flagg because that is his name. He, I just felt that he was in a different film to everyone else. I can't even remember him in you that. You can't remember, yeah. No. I mean, I like, mm. I, I don't dislike Joel Kinnaman. He's in mm. um, season four. Five and six of House of Cards as kind of this. Yes, I've been in the I've been in the background while you've been watching it, and I remember he was like a young, it's like a a younger candidate. He's kind he? of a centrist Republican, um, young New York senator candidate for uh, president. And then there is very clearly a point during that series where they just lose interest in that character. They get to an election, and the election sort of held up and everything like that, and then it's. Kind of like they clearly had something better to do with Frank and they resolved it off screen almost. That's strange. I wonder if he had somewhere else to go to. Well, or was yeah. He working on something else. I suspect that might be the case because I don't know quite. I'm watching this now rather than previous, when it was first out and he just kind of. You see him phoning to concede and then. Then he's, then he's gone. Yeah, then he's gone, never seen again. <laughs> I know him from The Killing, not the original version. But the English language version of the of the killing, oh. the American version, um, and I loved him in that. He was a very complicated character. He was someone who had 
substance abuse issues, but was also a police, you know, part of the the, um, the police force. Oh, and... we're going back to our Mayor of Easttown yeah, review are. here, aren't yeah. we? Policeman yeah. with substance abuse issues. Yeah. And, yeah, and also it was very dark and he had a very complex background, but I thought he played that complexity really, really well. And then since then, I, I just don't think he's had those... He's not really gone... In... He had a small role in... Again, the English language version of the girl with the dragon tattoo, the David and um, David Craig, yes. David Craig, Craig David, the Daniel Craig version. So again, he sort of like popped up here and there, but never really had anything to get his teeth into. So I always remember thinking, oh, I think Joel Kinnaman's in a different film to everyone else, and they're not. It's not meshing. I I've seen it on the TV a few times, and it as a sort of a popcorn movie. I haven't mind it because when you've got it on in the background and you've just got your big explosions and your colourful mm. film, that can be fine, can't it, when you're not looking for anything cerebral? But I, my lasting memory of it, and I'm just flicking through the actual IMDb of Suicide Squad now, is Cara Delevingne in the oh, denouement, like almost wiggling. just as enchantress sort of dancing and dancing, wiggling. But and... also really bad CGI when yeah, she's doing it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, ages ago, when we first started the podcast, we were talking a lot about the news, which at the time was what's happening to films in lockdown. Yeah. And this was one of the trailers that came out during lockdown, and we we discussed the trailer. Yes, yeah, because when this trailer came out, it was kind of like, how many people have they got in this? Wasn't it something like, this is terrible, I can't remember it, but I do remember saying, did we watch it on on the telly? Did you stream something on the telly that was like live from one of like the Comic Cons or something like that? No, Marcus looking at me to say I have no recollection of that whatsoever. But I felt that, I think it was released during one of those sessions where, you know, loads and loads of trailers get released Probably. and everyone goes yeah, a bit mad that, that about it. that would make sense. And I do remember people going, oh, it's amazing. But the trailer itself, for me, was just Weasel, John Cena, Polka Dot Man. All, well, the initial trailer it. was literally that. It yeah. was literally just a character reveal almost. And I got quite excited because there were people in it who I was interested to see, but I didn't really know what it was going to be about. And I wasn't really that interested in it. Did you have a bit of a better experience in terms of like your your build up to it, your anticipation of it? No, not really. I mean, the the trailer it seemed more fun than the original one, and obviously you've got James Gunn who was removed from Guardians of the Galaxy three, signed on to do this, has since gone back gone to, back yeah. to Guardians of the Galaxy three, but I trust James Gunn in a lot that yes, he does. I do, yeah. um, he I obviously really has like a lot stuff. of goodwill from from the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy of film. But also, there was a film called Super, which he did a few years ago. Super. Okay. It, I don't remember that. It stars Dwight from The Office. And okay. Elliot Page. And Liv Tyler, I think, is in this. I think the problem with it was it came out at the same time as Kick-Ass. And oh, it's a it similar same, type similar of story. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, but with Dwight from The Office instead of Aaron Johnson. I can't really imagine that. Uh, yeah, okay. It's worth watching. It's uh-huh. yeah, it, it it it's really fun. And then didn't he do also? He also did Slither as well, didn't he? I don't remember that either. Uh, either put my teeth in. Okay, I mean that was kind of like a parody of horror films, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Nathan Fillion and oh, Elizabeth right. Banks. 
Uh, Michael Rooker, who's obviously someone who always appears in his films. Yeah. But yeah, that, and that was, I think that was his breakout film. That was his might be his debut, but that's a really good fun film to watch if you're into that. It's kind of a bit like, it kind of a parody of Tremors and things like that. Not not so much in the monsters or anything like that, but certainly in the style of like a small town horror film. So yeah, I was kind of ready for the James Gunness of it, and I'm just happy just sort of be taken by a film at the minute and see where it takes us. Robert Dubois is in prison for putting Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. I'm not joining your suicide squad. We'll see. My court need is coming up. And Miss Waller said maybe you could help me out. You're stretching in my door! Everyone stand down. Miss Waller, I don't... Stand down! I wouldn't take such extreme measures if this mission weren't more important than you could possibly imagine. Are you in or out? Good. Let's meet your team. It's okay, I'm not okay. Each member is chosen for his or her own completely unique set of abilities. Number two. Good to know. Is this thing a dog? A dog? What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I'm gonna go with Afghan Hound. Oh my god, is it a werewolf? Yo, they sent me next to a werewolf? Yo, let me out! Yeah, he's not a werewolf, okay? He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children, but you know. Your mission is to destroy every trace of something known only as Project Starfish. Any questions? Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. So, let's get into spoilers. First of all, before we get into spoilers... Alright, why, why, why have you just let me say let's get into spoilers Because we always then? do the, before we get into spoilers, Right. we do the, would you recommend people to watch it? But doesn't that give things away? Wouldn't that give it... Oh, I suppose it doesn't really matter if we're going to go into spoilers. Yes. I just feel like that should be like the ending rather than the beginning. <sighs> okay. I can't give you a yes or no answer to that. I need to talk about the film itself before... Like, it, there's more nuance to it. To, oh, yes, I would recommend... It. it depends who the person is. It depends what they're looking for. Okay. I have very, very complicated views on this film oh which is why i need to get into the spoilers to talk about the film with you to come to a conclusion and then to explain why i'm going to say what i'm going to say so is that all right can we leave it till the end please fine <laughs> editorial vision <laughs> editorial decisions during the podcast it seems to be a trademark of ours will you tell me what you think first of all will you start us off because like i say i've got too much going on in my mind to be able to really give a pithy sort of starting point. So I really enjoyed this. I think it is fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which is something that can definitely be said about the DC universe from time to time and in the majority of the the films that have come out. I have problems with it, don't get me wrong, but I look beyond that to I really, really enjoyed it overall so you feel it's an enjoyable film oh absolutely yeah okay because it's just comic book violence mm -hmm. and i can see your face going oh mark no 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 it's i think that's my problem with it 
is it's just comic book violence. It is a very violent film. I don't know how it got away with a 15. Most of my experience with this film was thinking, how have the BBFC come down as a, on a 15 on this film? I can't understand it. There are images of children hanging, like dead children hanging, that the screen stays with for quite a long time, that stayed with me as I was watching the rest of the film. There's some there's references to children being killed and the and tortured and and the violence is so you know and I don't have a problem with violence per se but I found this to be very extreme. So the hanging scene, mm. um, I know exactly the thing that you're talking about. I don't think it lingered on it at all. Obviously, okay. it stayed it stayed with it you. Stayed with me. And you know, can't that that that's. Mm that will have affected your view of the film. Mm. It's a shot in the background of a scene on a monitor. The camera focuses on it briefly and then someone carries on talking. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a problem with that as much as, as you, clearly. I mean, there's children hanging in one of the first scenes of one of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Yeah, yes, yes, I know. Oh, yeah, and yeah. that didn't, that wasn't mm. even a 15. Mm-hmm. Um... As for the violence, I think there is a difference between someone being repeatedly beaten or punched in the face until their face is bloody, or what we have in this film, which is people being ripped in two by a cartoon shark. Yes, you do, but you also do have the bloody violence as well and people being um, beaten into a pulp. You do have that. You have that with the main characters, you have that with... Characters that are on the periphery that you you don't know, you know, just essentially the militia or you know the government uh, people. You have both of those things, and I think just both. If it was just that cartoony violence where things were exploding, and and maybe I could have accepted it, but it just people are covered in blood all the time, and there are things going through people's chests, and there are you know. The, the faces are a bloody pulp. You know, there is there are scenes of torture with electrical... I You know, there's all sorts of stuff like that. that that's not comic book violence what, at the level that I... Oh, I suppose... Not that I find acceptable, because, you know... But that I can probably deal with. I found it very uncomfortable to watch because it was sustained throughout the film. So I... When during the scene of torture, which you thought about, I thought Elaine's gonna have a problem with this. Um, I didn't have a problem with it because it's not. There's no sort of suffering shown there. She is shown as being beyond that. She's not shown as being sort of put into a great amount of pain. They are trying to, and it's oh well, I know fruitless. the character is is yeah. she, She's meant to be psychopathic, so hmm. she she's enjoying the vibe. She she knows she's going to get out of it. She's got yeah. the upper hand against the men that are torturing her. I'm not saying that particular scene was problematic. I'm saying that there's all these things in the film. It's not just cartoony violence, things blowing up. It is sustained throughout the film with lots of different elements to it. I'm not saying that anyone else would find this difficult. I'm saying that it's very subjective. Yeah. I'm saying that I didn't find it enjoyable. I didn't laugh along with the film for in terms of the violence, in terms of the gore. 
I found the gory element, the violence, and I may just be showing my age here, it was just too much all the time. And things like the hanging, I that stayed with me for longer than I would have liked, and it's still there with me now. So it may be just triggering off things for me that other people would just go, all right, yeah. And also, you know, it's a giant cartoon shark. It's yes. a weasel, a CGI, a very well done CGI weasel. Yeah. You know, all of the, there's a man that has polka dots coming out of his arms. I totally get that. I'm not. I don't want to sound like someone who's like, oh, someone, there's a bit of blood. You know, I'm not like that at all. I re, you know, like one of my favorite films in the entire world is American Werewolf in London, which has incredibly gory violence and all of the, you know, um, all the blood and all of that sort of thing and people being killed, um, just you know, indiscriminately. But for this, I found it a hard. I found it hard going. I what I loved were the characters, yeah. And I thought the characters were incredibly well drawn. You actually cared about the characters, and at the same time, you knew that you shouldn't really be caring about them because they were in inverted commas the villains or the you know the baddies. Mm. So I really like that that level of should you be rooting for these? You know, we probably call them anti heroes, wouldn't we? Should we be rooting for these people who have killed? other people who are um, assassins, who have tortured and maimed and are not nice people. They are yeah. in prison for a reason. And yet you really get behind them. And you, I think what James Gunn's done is he hasn't made them, by the end of the film, they are not the good guys. They are still the bad guys. Yeah. But he's given some humanity to them. Can I go into what I found struggling? I found the violence against animals problematic. There are two separate shots of birds being killed. Mm -hmm. And for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Um, there is, you know, a scene where people are pouring petrol into a bird cage. And just setting it on fire. And just setting it on fire. Yeah. And no we hear the squawks. Uh -huh. And the, there is no... Yeah, you're right. There is absolutely no reason for that other than to get a reaction. Yeah. And that's what I have a problem with. You can have you can show me an ex a soldier exploding because I feel that's in the context of the film. I yeah. What's so, the point in yeah in the birds dying? Yeah. Other than to show that these people are terrible people, perhaps you know <sighs> that they just do it without even thinking, and it just because someone likes some birds, they're gonna kill them with fire. And I've, during the film, I was kind of trying to justify this. Like, would I have any problems if it was insects? And I think there is less. <laughs> So, yeah, so right, the yeah. first shot of the film is yeah. Michael Rooker's character bouncing a ball and if he bounces it off a, bounces it off a wall mm -hmm. to hit a canary or something like yeah. that that's, that's making a noise, if that was a like bee a or a cockroach, yeah. like that, I'd have far less problem with yeah. it. So, you know, like, it is hypocritical mm. of me completely. And I was really worried all the time about the little rat friend. Oh. Like, I was thinking, oh, no, was he called, like, I want to say he's called Sebastian or something like that, but I bet he wasn't. <laughs> Like that's really a crab in, <laughs> yeah, know, uh, it might be yeah um, but yeah the um rat catcher two's little little friend yes um i was thinking oh he's gonna because we, we we love him he's like got a little coat on and he's made to look really really cute he's not like weasel like weasel is so evil looking yes and, and it's um james gunn's brother sean, isn't it? Gunn, sean yeah. gunn who's yeah. doing all the, the the sort of the facial work and everything but yeah I found that I was worried about that rat. And that's, <laughs> yeah, it was one of the characters I cared for the most, but he's got a really good history, hasn't he, with making 
inanimate objects or i suppose they are animate but non-human beings making you care for them so you think of Groot, Groot rocket yeah, yeah that's what i was thinking all the way through i'm thinking like king shark who obviously is voiced by sylvester stallone which yes, I, I love perfectly. that idea perfect um he just really felt to me like a Groot sort of replacement or not replace you know that sort of equivalent in that saying one word saying being you know the sometimes the comic relief yes um i thought that did really well and maybe the little rat was a bit like rocket raccoon because he was very um erudite and he was getting he's getting everything sorted mm. and you know he's a really integral part of the plan yeah and of course he had his little jacket on to make him sort of more like I suppose like like a pet Yes. So, yeah. So I hadn't really thought about the violence against the animals, but I wonder whether that's part of it in the back of my mind was, you know, how I'm talking about, I, it's not just a violent scene that I would find prob- problematic. It's just the constant nature of it. And that might be part of it that that was in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Of course. Yeah. Can we talk about the characters? Yeah. I was about to say, who did you like cast wise? <sighs> so I think... This isn't a criticism of the film because it's got a lot to keep up with, but I think it characters have their moments mm. and then go into the background for a little bit and then come back. Okay, yeah. So I think there is a scene where this is very much the Idris Elba and John Cena show where they are competing with each other to kill the people holding quote unquote Rick Flag. Um and then um when I was watching that, I was like, John Cena is gonna absolutely steal this show. And then he sits in the background for half an hour whilst Harley Quinn does her thing. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to the background and it's time for King Shark to have a little dance with some Some fish. Weird fish Yeah, I think I love John Cena. I think that this is exactly what he could have been in Fast 9. Yeah, well, I don't think he could be in that franchise because it just wouldn't fit within the franchise. That Mm. franchise is too pull-faced. But this is perfect for him. Oh, you're telling me you couldn't interact with um, Ludacris? And... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but not in this style. This is very... He's very serious in this. I would want him to relax a bit more. I like this character here because he's... he's it's an irony, isn't he? He's peacemaker, but actually yes. just wants to kill everything. Mm. There is that real sense of John Cena in that you kind of... It's almost like what they did with Dave Bautista in Guardians, which yes. again goes back to James Gunn, which is he doesn't quite... You feel that he doesn't quite get things or he takes things quite literally. Yeah. So you you know that he's not relaxed and his brain's working on a different level to, to someone else when Idris Elba is very relaxed, very cool. And John Cena in this is not cool. Peacemaker is not cool. No. But... He can fight and he can do all of his action things. And you he know? can wear some wire fronts. Oh, he certainly can. Just saw wow. Bella Twins there, wow, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that was a bit. And they linger. Like, talk yeah. about lingering on things. That was that's a shock. Interesting that that was. There were less pervy shots of Margot Robbie in this and more and pervy more shots of John Cena. John Cena's pants. Which... There was no need for him to be in his pants, but that's what we say about women all the time. Absolutely. Don't we? So yeah. it's quite nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, King Shark. How can you not love King Shark? See, I mean, he's the Groot. He is the sort of the monster that can take down a number, uh, like a hundred people at once, but can say one thing and make you laugh. Mm. And Sylvester, get Sylvester Stallone to play that is absolutely <laughs> perfect. It's perfect casting, isn't it? Yeah. How did you feel about uh, 
Joel Kinnaman going back to our conversation where we were sort of saying what he'd done before and you not really remembering him in the in the first film because I was really pleased for him in this he felt like he was in the right film this time felt like it all came together as a film I totally agree yeah like I said I've seen him in House of Cards quite recently so I wasn't really sure what what I was going to get from him but yeah he fits perfectly in this Mm. he has got the leadership role competing he's, he's grounded isn't he yeah. compared to the others because he's not really a villain he's someone who's been brought in to keep them all in check absolutely but that he really felt like he was sticking out like a sore thumb thumb in suicide squad which i know two different films two completely different directors and i know that but you can you can't help but compare but he th- i thought he really sort of stuck out in the way that that was edited with this he just he feels part of the squad and when he eventually dies, you do feel that sense of, oh, right, okay, he was the leader, and yeah. now Idris Elba's going to you know, take over. Mm. Speaking of which, I really liked Idris Elba in this role. I thought it was perfect for him. Um, it He had a lovely moment in terms of the daughter plot line and looking after Ratcatcher 2. He see, you know, there was that whole thing about ma- making him a leader, and you saw that coming through. There was a lovely through line there, rather than him suddenly becoming it or suddenly doing it. It was very subtle as it as it came through. And obviously, he's a great action hero. I love the fact that he gets to swear and he gets to really like be angry. And yeah, that scene with his daughter, I thought was really well acted because he's he's screaming at her and he's yeah. telling her to go away, not in those words, and she's screaming. I thought they together. They did a really good job, and I would love to see them almost like a double act, later, you know, in maybe later films. Well, he's everything that Will Smith wasn't in the first mm-hmm. film. Because um, I worry, because he did, I did think he was playing the Will Smith character when it first came out. Because Will Smith again was that was he was something shot, dead shot. That's it, dead shot. And isn't is he blood, blood spot? Blood spot. And it just sounded, and he looked like he had the same uniform on. You know, I do wonder stuff. if it was. If it was offered to Will Smith first of mm. all, and then just copy paste, it did. It, and I, I did think, oh, he's he's going to be playing the Will Smith character, but he isn't. He's he is a completely different character, um, and I thought he he absolutely did a, a brilliant job with it. Yeah, I think there is a confidence to Idris Elba in that scene where they are sat in the presentation room, and he's just sat there with his legs up. Going, we're all gonna die. Mm. I think it just encompasses it perfectly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm really glad that. What else has he been in, like superhero wise? I know that he had like a background oh, in the in, Thor, in Thor films. films. Yeah, he's the one that guards the magical bridge. But he doesn't have a lot to do, does he? <laughs> no. And then he disappears for the. He's, he killed like early on in the third he's one. He's killed him on one yeah. of them, yeah. Um, and then I, I know it mainly from Luthor. I've never seen Luther. Oh, it's brilliant. It's but he's but he is Luther. Mm. Like it just is him with his big long coat. But and yeah, I'm really happy to see him in in this. And I hope he can. T- I'm sure there'll be another one. I'm sure there's going to be another film here. Um, but we'll we'll talk about the end the end scene um, later on. But I'm I'm sure there's going to be more of these films. We will talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think I know something that you don't. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. great. Yeah. Um, Person, you know, um, when we recently talked about Black Widow, I used the phrase MVP, which I've recently discovered. Yes. MVP for me is the girl that plays Ratcatcher 2. She is brilliant. And I looked her up on IMDb before we started the podcast. Yeah. 
I know her surname is Melchior. What's her first name? Is it Natalia? Daniela. Daniela. So she is just wonderful. And she only has 10 credits to yeah. her name. Mostly Portuguese language yeah. stuff as well. This seems to be one of the uh, her first... English language role. Much of the film hangs on her, her relationship with the other characters. She's sort of introduces us to the different sides of the characters. So talking about King Shark, they're going to kill him. She says, no, we're go- let's be friends. Yeah. She's talking to Polka Dot Man and trying to understand what happened to him, where others would be quite dismissive. She mm. really, she's almost like going around and giving us more background about these people yeah there's a real heart and soul of the mm. film to her i totally agree and yeah i mean you're so warm to her and her relationship with the rat uh her relationship with taika waititi her father i was just about to say was it taika waititi because when he turns up i was like oh it's him but did you only realize that at the end at the end yeah because yeah, obviously there a is a flashback shot, scene yeah. early on and i was like oh there he is and i like the flashback scene i like some of the visual i mean i say i like some of the visual i like all of the visuals you know putting up aside mm. the the violence i thought it was some beautiful beautiful shots and that thing where we just sort of the the camera sort of goes into like a sepia you know the lens goes into like a sepia yes. color and so you know that you're going back in time and you're going in sort of like a flashback but you don't go directly into it it's just on the bus on the window of the bus and that's why we couldn't see it was taika waititi yeah but yeah i really liked those sections where he doesn't need to say that our father was a, was um, a drug addict. You can see it in the shot. and It does a lot without telling you very much. And that's what I really enjoyed about the film was that, you know, aside from my problems with it, they don't beat you over the head. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking about violence. But yeah. they, don't, they don't say, this is this person, this is that. And a lot of Suicide Squad did that, didn't it? Oh, this is this person, this is what they do. This is this person, this is what they do. And there is a riff on it at the beginning when they take you through, like, Captain Boomerang, Michael Rooker's character, all of those people. I think, oh, I I did feel a bit disappointed because I was like, oh, I I remember this being the beginning to Suicide Squad. We get introduced to Margot Robbie. We get, you know... And I thought, oh, but... He pulls the rug under us straight away by, by killing that being, all that cast. Yeah, killing yeah. all of all of them. It's not just a couple. No, they're all gone. Pete well, Davidson, Margot Robbie. Pete Davidson gone. Yeah. Nathan Fillion just gone. gone. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even realize it was him until afterwards. Oh really? Yeah. I was like, oh okay. Well, he's wearing like they're all wearing helmety type things. Yeah. Um, and I think that works really, really well. It shows the peril that there is out yeah. there. Like um, total jeopardy. Anyone's gonna die, d- apart from Margot Robbie, which I could not believe that she would ever die in. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of Polka Dot Man, mm. what do you make of Davis Dasmalkian? Yeah, I, he's he's got such a face, hasn't he? I've seen him recently in a film that I watched the other... It was Prisoners, you know, the Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, is he in that? Uh, yeah, and they talk specifically in Prisoners. And it's um, Who's the other guy? Um, Greatest Showman, Hugh Jackman. They talk specifically about how he looks... A particular way he, yeah. he he can he has got quite a look hasn't he yes. bit where he looks very sad he looks very like he's tortured yeah and that's what he brings to this as well with the whole um problems that he has with his with his mother who has tortured him and his siblings mm. as, a, as a child and created the monster within him <laughs> And some brilliant visuals and of the mother. Visuals. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's everywhere. And also someone who's now appeared in both Marvel and DC. Oh, is he in Batman? 
Batman. No, that's DC. Okay. Um, okay, what am I thinking? I'm sure, was he in... I think he's one of the Joker's um, he is goons in... in Dark Knight. I swear I've used the word goons. goons. I've never used that word before in my life. No, I think it only works for um, <laughs> super <laughs> supervillains, henchmen. Yeah, or hired goons. Okay, so hang on, he's in Marvel. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to get it. He's part of Ant-Man's little crew, oh, along with Ant-Man. Michael Peña. Yeah, part of the security force that he they work up, they all work together. So yeah, he, I mean he's such a good actor, and he's mm. I think he's such a good character actor. But he's a, a real pathos to him because you do believe he is really tortured, and he just he does want to die. You know when you say oh, I hope we all die, you just really get that feeling, and especially mm. because the polka dots are sort of like within him making he needs to expel them from his body and that seems to be like where you're having to be sick i felt sure that was going to come back though in a in a Mm. third act but which it didn't but but again like he dies you know that's like it's not like he's going to come back for that he's he's just dead Mm. so again the jeopardy the peril it's all there and i enjoyed it i was like all right that's the end of his story i'm a superhero boom dead you know that's it have we been through everyone um, everyone aside everyone. from Viola Davis. Oh yeah, I mean she's the true villain. Well, apart from Weasel, who apparently killed twenty-seven children, which you know yeah. I think you should have drowned. Um, but yeah, she's 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 such a good baddie, isn't she? Yeah. Is it, do you feel it's getting a bit one note? I could do without that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs it. It just tends to like take away from the fun. I think one thing that we can compare this to, which I know that you've never seen, is The Boys, where you have a team of superheroes who are actually mostly inherently evil. Um, You can replace... What's John Cena's character called? The... Oh, um, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. <laughs> I yeah. Thunder yeah. something. <laughs> you can compare Peacemaker with Homelander perfectly in that, played by Anthony Starr. Um... And I love, I love the violence in the boys. So similar thing. The problem with the boys is, for me, they have good guys who I just get bored whenever we kind of concentrate on them. Yeah, it's so it was quite nice to kind of have a thing where it's mostly just the people who I am enjoying watching. So go on then, post credits thing. Okay, um, I thought it was Joel Kinnaman. First of all, lying in the bed when they said about the heart. I agree, because we had a shot of the heart. Yeah, of the heart being pierced. Yeah. Of Joel Kinnaman's heart being yeah. pierced. Rick Flags. We always call them by the actor's name. But yeah, Rick Flags. And how you come back from that, I was thinking, oh no, how would you come back from that? But of course you... Do you... Oh well, does he have a... Because Idris Elba shoots him, doesn't he? Yes. And I can't remember how it... I just thought he was, like, totally dead because it was, like, an exploding... Bu- oh, it's a single bullet, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very single... small bullet, that's yeah. it. And I didn't really see where it went, but I didn't think he was coming back. And it was a bit... You know... Well, I knew he was coming back because okay. they have announced a spin-off TV show. Oh, really? Oh. Really? Yeah. See, I'm fine with that. I just feel like... It's what everyone's doing. You know, like Marvel with all their spin-offs and some of some are fine. You know, like I've really enjoyed WandaVision. Loki was good. You know, wasn't massively taken by it. got better. Um, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was not keen on. I just... I, I, sometimes I just think just too much of stuff. Oh, let's have a TV show. Let's have it. 
Warner's yeah. got HBO Max subscriptions to sell. Yeah. So. So is he good? Is it going to be his TV show? Apparently so. Oh, that was good for John Cena, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's got a problem with his like career. Yeah, you know. Oh, he's done well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's. I've seen his he's house a, on yeah, Total yeah, Beavers. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah, he's, he's not short on a problem too. Yeah, he's fine, and he's a nice. You know, we you know he's a. He does a lot of stuff for children's charities, doesn't he? Like for Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, like he that. is the most. He has done the most Make a Wish. Um, wishes. Wishes <laughs> of anyone ever. Yeah. So you know, so fair we play. give we give him credit for that, but yeah, I just mm, yeah maybe I'm just a bit tired of everything having to have a put because you you said oh we'll stay and I was like oh there won't be one for this and you know no way and you obviously knew more than me. But why does everything have to have a post credit? So why does everything then have to follow on? Why can't we just have a film that's a film and then it ends and that's it? You know. Because you also need to start paying next next year's bills as well. You don't get that in. I was going to say you don't get that in Back to the Future. But you the literally end of that, do. You literally do. That's literally, probably the film that well, started you don't get it, it off. Oh, and then Biff's gonna get um, a TV show. Done, because we're know, only probably a few years away from that. I know, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. That's, what, that's what I mean. I just kind of think things to stand alone and just, there they go, that's it, and move on. Yeah, I totally agree with you. But we are in we are in this world now where mm. everything's a franchise and everything needs to be a franchise of a franchise. And people have television to sell. That's, yes. That's television now. You know, I know that there's recently been, this is going to date the, uh, the podcast, but Black Widow... Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney, who we've only just discovered a couple of days ago, because Disney um, put the film into theatres, but then put it on the Disney Channel. Yeah. And that has affected her revenue from yeah. the contract that she has. And that that's a thing, isn't it, now? That it goes in the cinema, and then it just pops onto your TV. So TV is such a, a big thing. Mm. I do love the fact that people are just going completely... Are back- you going to go off topic? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love people how everyone this morning saying, oh, haven't you got enough money? <laughs> As opposed to Disney, the, uh, yeah, who have yeah. got, not got two, two quid to rub together. It's more the... It's the it's, for me, like, as a, someone who has been involved in legal services for most of my career... It's more about the contract that was made. You make a promise to someone, and then if they break it, there yeah. has to be a consequence to that. I don't think it's really about the money. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's a bit about the moving money. Moving on, moving on. So, to go back right to the beginning where you said to me, would you recommend this to someone else? It, As I said there, and as I've been able to talk about it, I realised that what I was thinking at the beginning is actually what I, what I feel now. It really depends who this is. So I might not recommend it to certain people in our lives because I might think actually they would probably feel the same as me. They might be quite bored by it or it just might not be their sort of film. There are other people who I would probably say, yeah, they'd probably love it. I I think it is one one of those films where it would be quite mixed. Having said that... I know until recently I had a hundred percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's ninety-seven percent now. Wow! So people are clearly loving it. Yeah. And to go back to our cinema, so our cinema experience. Yes. There were people who were clearly in love with these type of films who were there. You actually saw two girls who had been to the Black Widow showing that you had been to. Yeah, there were. We went to the first 
the first showing on the first day at our local cinema today and I went to the first showing at the first first day of Black Widow and there were two girls who I saw at, at that as well so clearly we've got a crowd now. Yeah um, so you know it draws in an audience the audience were a lot, like rat I was thinking am I missing something because there were a couple of blokes in front of us as well that were very excited about the film they were laughing all the time yeah people behind us were laughing like it felt like a real cinema experience even though there was only about 10 of us in there was more than that there was so? yeah there was about there was about 30 I mean it was it's, 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 no yeah, yeah there was yeah yeah oh, absolutely maybe I just behind yeah yeah, it was. I mean, it was a big, big cinema, mm-hmm. and there was plenty of seats taken. Yeah, there were loads. Um, of I mean, it's it's not. It was obviously, but it's it was eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know? so it's not it's not going to be for everyone. And the adults are being dragged to see Jungle Cruise yeah, and yeah. Trolls World. Trolls World. No, no, World no, 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 no. That that's a different film. The Crudes, okay. oh, the okay. New Age, right? Which is what all the other kids were going to see. Um, mm. But this seemed to really enjoy. People really seemed to enjoy it and laughed a lot more than I did, even though I did find a lot of it very humorous. I think if you are going to an eleven o'clock showing on the first day of a film's release, I think the the certainly that is an audience where half the job's done for them already. Uh, it certainly was with me. There were times where I had tears down my face laughing. Um, okay. Was the, it John Cena's pants? It no, I mean, yeah, yeah, a little bit, but no, it was there's a sequence where there is John Cena and Idris Elba competing with each other, and then they, to rescue Rick Flag, and then there is a reveal. I mean, we're, a, we're half an hour into a spoiler yeah, yeah. session where you turn out it's not guards who has been keeping him; it's actually a rebel force who have got the same thing as here. That just tickled me. So so much and I was yeah I was I was laughing laughing my head that off it just shows you the difference between you because then I was thinking what about those poor people that were part of this you know over gonna go overthrow the, the false government and I'm thinking all those people have died for no reason that's what how I think of it and you're thinking it's really funny that poor coyote yeah. who um, had a ton weight dropped on him and uh, ran into the side of a cave I mean, that, that he'd painted a, a hole on and, I know that um, is true that is the way that I kind of think yeah but yeah it was it was it was I respected the film. I think this is one of those ones where I respected it. I respect the filmmaking. I could see what it was doing, but I don't think I'd watch it again. I think it's I'm one and done on it. Okay. Mm. I may. Tra- I'm wondering for a few days it needs to just percolate. No, I just think you don't like fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you married me, love. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Are you having second thoughts here? Not so much. My wife doesn't like fun. No, no, no. I not do so- like. Maybe I just have a different type of fun. And I do, honestly, I do think it's age. I think 10 years ago, I wouldn't have even thought about this stuff. I think recent events and experiences over the last sort of decade have led me to have like a bit more of an, like an older brain, like probably older before my time. So you're saying I'm immature then? Yes, yes I am. No, 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 I'm not, dear. No, I'm not. Well, three episodes in a week and no more then. uh... Yeah, I, star rating. What are you gonna give it? I'm I'm gonna give it a four star. Okay, can I'm gonna give it a, th- a three and a half. Okay, a three and a half. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I just 
something didn't quite sit right with me. And I wonder whether it was because... I think it's a BBFC rating has led me down a pathway of thinking it's a 15, where I think it's an 18. And I've got my knickers in a twist a little bit about that. Does that matter? I don't know. I've just got... I've got that sitting with me in the back of my brain. So that's... That is colouring everything that I'm thinking with it. I think you have to do a hell of a lot of work to get an 18 now. Mm. And I don't think... I, I think they will allow... Well, clearly they will yeah. allow. Well, they had gory violence, drug misuse. That yeah. what they said on the on the what's it called when it comes up the the, ta- the, the title the card certification yeah. card. Yeah, and it had all, and actually people laughed because it had so much like language. I and, laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah did yeah. it say nudity in it? I don't think it did. No, I don't. I don't remember any it. nudity. No, that's what I'm there saying. There was a that's brief shot in the gentleman's club of oh, a woman yes, topless. Oh yes, there was. And also, I think you got to see a bloke's bum as well. He's putting his pants on after he'd been with Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. But yeah, it was more the very gory gore and language and drug misuse that I remember coming up. But there was a big long list of everything. And I was like, no, fifty, and that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I think you need to have sustained showing actual you think pain. It's like, and also like sexual violence and things yeah, like that. Yeah, things like that to, to get an 18 nowadays. Yeah. I would have no problem in letting a 15-year-old see this. Okay. Because I think they'll see more on comic, on video games. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it's just video game violence. Yeah. It's just, and it's... Even that's probably worse because that's sort of interactive and things like that. Um, yeah, I, w- I would have no problem with taking a 15-year-old to see this. Okay, I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that one. But I I really enjoyed going to the cinema with you. It was lovely to be there next to you in the cinema. What's well, that face for? I mean, we just sit in a chair and stare at the screen. Yeah, I don't really nice. think of you being there, oh to be perfectly God. honest. Mark. Romance is not dead. Oh, yes, it is. Well, I'm immature, so maybe that's just my (laughs) point of view. Right, let's finish now before we get into trouble. Uh, Thanks very much for listening to this, everyone. Yeah, and please check out our Black Widow podcast, which was put out a couple Mm, of days ago. And Elaine has got a new favourite film, which is Crank. So um, please check out our our, our date night night of Crank. Yeah, I still haven't got over that. It's much better than Crank. (laughs) Yes. One for the first there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Better than crank brackets twenty sixteen close brackets. Yeah, so thanks everyone. Um we'll we'll see you next time. Yes, see you next time. <laughs>